The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. And a big shout out to my friends in the Awesome Premier Group. I am so grateful for your help. Every once in a while when it's time to record a radio show, I don't have the exact energy or the exact words uh, for it. So sometimes I'll just post in there and say, hey guys, what would you like me to talk about? And I get all of these brilliant responses. And what's even cooler is a lot of times the shows that people ask for, I'm like, hey, I've actually got a show on that. So I can post links to other shows so they don't even have to wait for my next radio show. The the information is already there. And then sometimes there seems to be like this week, a bit of a theme where multiple people were asking for this topic. And I've kind of put a bit of a spin on it, I think. I'm not really sure. I never really know what a show is going to turn out to be. Uh, But the show is called How to Never Have to Fake It Again. (laughs) And yes, that is orgasms. And And this is kind of where I was, you know, perceiving it might be a little bit more than that is kind of like what I wrote down. Uh, And I don't even normally do that before a radio show, but I wasn't sure I had a whole hour to talk about faking orgasms. So (laughs) maybe I could, who knows. Um, But I was looking at where have I faked anything in my life? And you know, it wasn't long before I realized pretty much everything. You know, I've faked confidence. I've faked having money. I've faked having a closer relationship with hubby than I did at the time. I faked happiness. I faked uh, friendships. I faked, I mean, everything. Uh, and, and so it became kind of a bigger thing than just faking orgasms. And Yeah, so let's start with that. Wow. So as usual, all of these tools and processes are from Access Consciousness. You can find out more information at accessconsciousness.com. And the clearing statement is something that I'll be running throughout the show. And it sounds like right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pot, pot, shorts, boys, meons. To me, it's like waving a magic wand. It clears crazy. (laughs) And if you would really like to know the in-depth description of how it works, you can go to theclearingstatement.com. And, uh, and it's brilliantly explained there. So, you know, look at your own life as I'm talking and, and what you faked. And maybe you haven't had to fake anything. I had to. I mean, I didn't have to either. I chose to. Uh, and it was an interesting choice now when I look at it. I mean, at the time, it was 
kind of, I would say, almost what everybody did, right? Like, you didn't want to maybe have your friends know that you weren't really that close with your with your husband, let's say. So you, when they're talking about how they shared their every moment of every day and this person said this and this person said this and they just, you know, were able to talk for hours about their life with their husband and, and I'm sitting there going, oh, <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah, we do that too. Yeah, it's absolutely like that. And really thinking that because it wasn't, it was wrong. And... I remember there was a friend who, um, and and yes, you guys listening, I will get to the sex stuff too, uh, but I do remember this one time, and it was a, a friend of mine, her and I met, I used to be really big into the craft uh, rubber stamping, so I would make cards, and, and I, would got, I was really good at it, I, they took me on a cruise to teach it, I mean, it was, it was really fun. And so I got, I had this friend in Wisconsin, and I went to visit her, um, Sorry, my phone just went there. Uh, I went to visit her and her family. And then I think it was maybe the next year she came to visit me and my family. And we spent the time up at the cabin with my mom, rubber stamping, of course. And she phoned her husband every night and they talked for at least an hour every night. And I was in awe. But I guess awe probably, I mean, I was in awe, but I wasn't willing to show I was in awe I was more like oh my gosh that's how I'm supposed to be with with my hubby and I'm not like that so I'm wrong so I need to show her that I am (laughs) so I remember like probably after the first or second night that she did that I then phoned hubby and I talked to him for over an hour which was really unusual I mean that's unusual for us now because I've never really been one to talk to anybody at length about my day-to-day doings. Like, that just isn't fun for me. Um, You know, maybe growing up as a teenager or whatever, you'd kind of do that thing where you talk for hours on the phone, and I definitely did that. Uh, But it's different than kind of what I saw her and what I really thought was, well, that's the way, if you're really in love with somebody, that's the way you be it. And so I just remember that. So I totally faked having that, you know, really in-depth, personal, private conversation with hubby when I'm sure he was sitting there going, what the fuck? I don't care what you had for lunch and that you walked around the beach or, you know, whatever it might be. But um, anyway, it was just one of those kind of funny memories that I have of when I really felt like I needed to fake it. And with that element is that energy of, of just wrongness. It's like, oh, if that's how they do it, then I must be wrong because I don't do it that way. Or like with the money thing, you know, years ago when I used to use my credit card um, in place of cash, <laughs> I was going to say like cash, but no, it wasn't even like cash in place of cash. Uh, you know, it was really just to kind of show the world that I had money and, and yet I didn't. Like all it did was cause way more stress for me. And and really any of this faking it does that. And I know there's that um, quote, you're supposed to fake it until you make it. Um, you know, I it's not that I disagree with that. And I don't know that I would, I don't think I'm speaking about that same faking it because a lot of times people will talk about confidence and if they just had the confidence, then they would go and succeed. And I, I really don't, believe that to be true my awareness really is that you just choose it and you just keep choosing it no matter what 
And it has nothing to do with confidence. Like to me, confidence is a lie that we buy, that we need to be it before we can choose something, which is making basically, in a sense, confidence then becomes, um, we become its bitch. It's like money saying like, oh, I have to have money before I can go to a class. It's like, well, that's that's a really big assumption. What if you just ask about going to the class? Or, you know, if you feel like you need confidence before you can go on stage and speak, what if you just ask to speak? Like, what if that confidence will come the more that you do it, as opposed to waiting for it? It's kind of like we're asking backwards. Uh, I know for myself, like even this radio show, years ago now, I've been doing it <clears throat> just over three years, um... I can remember having very in-depth notes. I shouldn't say in-depth, but I certainly had notes and and ideas and plans and and lots of times clearings written out when I started the show uh, because I wouldn't have been able to do what I can do now where I can just talk and I'm aware of the listeners, whether you're listening live or you're listening later, I'm aware of the energies that come up when I say something, I'm aware of the the points of view that come up, and I've I've but I've built that by doing this. If I needed to wait for that to do this, I'd have never done it. <laughs> so everywhere you've been waiting to be confident before you chose something, or you've been waiting to be good at something before you did something, well you just destroy and create all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Wow, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about faking it that keeps you from creating beyond your wildest dreams? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that was kind of the other energy as I was talking with about the friend and and her relationship with her hubby was the energy of defense. And and I know now, I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago, I'd have told you no, but I know now how much I have lived my life in defense. Like I never wanted people to know what was really going on. And and I mean, a big celebration to me and a big pat on my back, because now it's like, you guys know everything that's going on pretty much, unless it involves somebody who I don't have their permission to share it with. Otherwise, I'm I'm willing to share. I don't see it as wrong. If, if you have a really you know, uh, desire to talk with your your spouse for hours on end about what occurred in your day, I I wouldn't make you wrong for it, but I also wouldn't pretend that I needed to be like that anymore. And I'm so grateful for that because what it is is that sense of knowing what works for me works for me. And I don't have to have it be different for me to, I'm going to use air quotes of fit in. And so there was a lot of defense and a lot of attempting to fit in with faking the confidence or the close relationship or happiness. Happiness was a big thing that I attempted to fake. I'm sure many people knew otherwise. And I actually remember um, there's a gal, uh, I had worked with her, gosh, probably at this point in, oh, wow, I don't even remember, probably the late 90s. Yeah, geez, that's maybe 20 years ago or something like that. And then uh, I, it was just a volunteer basis thing that her and I were working together on and then didn't see each other for a while. And once I started my Reiki business, which was in 2002, I think she took her first class with me maybe 2004, 2005. So there might have been 
I don't know, eight or 10 years between her and I kind of uh, working together and her taking her class with me. And she actually said to me at that time, she said, wow, how, look at how much you've changed. You used to be so angry. And I was horrified because I really thought that my faking of happiness was, uh, was working. <laughs> and in the late 90s, you know, early 2000s, it wasn't, obviously. Um, she was very aware, even though I was faking happy, um, or what I had kind of defined happy to be, she saw right through it and then saw, you know, where I was a few years later and how much it had changed. And, you know, to now, it's, it's drastically different once again. Um, but just that kind of like how often we're faking it, but everybody around knows it, right? So everything that brings up for you, will you destroy and create it all? Oh, and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pudpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, the other thing with, with kind of the whole faking it thing is, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'll share everything going on in my life to the degree that, that I can dependent on other people. And um, but I also don't share and tell what I'm going to say I'm on the other side of it. You know, like I don't talk about uh, problems in the moment with public, <laughs> you know, I won't post if I'm annoyed with hubby on the internet, um, that I'm very aware of how much that doesn't create more. So that's the other part of it too, is you really want to be aware of when you are being all of you from that place of creating more in the kingdom of we, as opposed to just saying it so that you can be pissy and, and be like, well, this is me. This is how I am today. So you have to take it. I'm, I, this is me and I'm just pissy and you know, that sort of thing too. So there, there does become for me an element of, of awareness of what's going to create more. But I'm also not going to put on a happy face if I'm not feeling happy in that moment. I just may not put on a face. You know, I may not post something on Facebook or I may not go out um, to, who knows, like some sort of a social event or something. Who knows? I mean, I don't often get that that sort of cranky anymore that I wouldn't go to a social event. But who knows? I mean, it's just something you want to be aware of. There is a difference between faking it and and yeah, putting it all out there for everybody to play with. And there's a couple things with that. You know, there's the aspect of just, you know, having other people add energy to where you're at. You know, if you're in the midst of a, of a fight with somebody, <laughs> there's some people in the world who would love to know that so that they could feel better about themselves. And I know that sounds horrible, and yet it's true. And so then what they will do is bring it up every time they see you and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I remember 16 years ago when you had that fight with your husband, like, wow, are you like, how are you with that now? And it's like, what are you talking about? So there's people who will kind of continue to add fire to the flame. So you want to be aware of that. And the other thing too, is a lot of times when we are sharing stuff like that, we're sharing it from that defense, we're sharing it from the, the space of I'm going to tell you and you're going to agree with me. And that's, that's what I'm really aware of with it. Well, actually, I'm really aware of both of them. Um, it's really become apparent to me probably in the last couple of weeks, how much other people's projections on us or expectations or decisions or judgments, how much if we're not willing to be aware, we actually start acting them out. Yeah, 
So everything that is and everywhere you haven't been willing to be aware of that, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so really when you're going through something, it doesn't mean you have to go alone, you know, go through it all by yourself or you need to lock yourself up in your house and deal with it on your own. You can, of course, share it with a friend. You just want to be really aware of, you know, one, are they able to receive it? Uh, and two, are they able to receive it without a judgment of you or a judgment of the other person or people or the situation in general? Because a lot of times, you know, <laughs> the reason people are our friends uh, and, uh, and some of our family too care so much for us that no matter what the situation was, they're going to like, you know, defend you. And so you really want to be aware that they can listen from a place of no judgment and really just be the space for you to be aware of whatever it's going to take to change it. So everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere you haven't even been willing to be aware of how you've been faking it, will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere you felt that you needed to fake it because you were wrong or bad or different Oh my gosh, wow. On three, will you destroy and uncreate all that? One, two, three, 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 wow. And on four, will you destroy and uncreate all of the solidified futures that you've created based on those limitations? Whew. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Wow. Cool. Yeah, so we're going to head to break. And during break, if you just want to think a little bit about places that you you maybe haven't been aware that you've been faking it or you've been hiding from yourself that you're faking it or you're tempted to fake it because of whatever, if you just kind of bring that into your mind on break, then we'll talk, we'll talk more about it. And along with faking orgasms too, after break. All right, we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G L E N Y C E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes? 
possibilities and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. All righty, welcome back, everybody. So, we were talking about how to never have to fake it again. Yeah, and so the whole last section, so we'll do this section and then after the the last break, we'll talk all about orgasms and faking orgasms and not having to anymore, uh, just just to kind of put it all in one section. Um, And so, you know, what I asked you to look at and be aware of over break was to, you know, really bring up the energy of of where you're faking it and maybe not even aware of it. And, and really kind of right now for yourself, get a sense of what is that? Like what, what decision have you made that you need to fake it? Is it kind of a, a 49-50-1? <laughs> um, I don't know, years ago in, in Access, we talked about being 50-50 a lot. And most of us operated at either 49% and letting everything else be a 51%. Or sometimes it was the other way where we'd be the 51 and, and others, you know, we'd see them as 49. You know, is it from that energy that kind of less than, like I have to fake it because I'm wrong, like the way that I was doing it uh, for so long, like I, the way they're doing it must be right, so I'm wrong. Uh, you know, is it is it that? Is it that you're mimicking somebody? You know, is that how you saw somebody that was close to you live their whole life from that place of faking it, from pretending, from not dealing with what is, from not looking at what is? You know, it's such a big thing with with when you're choosing consciousness is that willingness to be honest to you. Like to really truly acknowledge when maybe you are feeling inadequate or if somebody is having a an hour long conversation with their spouse, you know, is there something more that you would like in your relationship? It doesn't mean there is. Like, that's that's quite a metaphysical point of view when we do the whole, well, that's a mirror and they're a mirror for me and they're showing me a part of myself or an unhealed part. That's not true, at least not a, in my awareness. It may be for you. Always go with what, what's true for you. My awareness, that isn't. But there also may be an element for you in looking at that if you're really willing to be honest and, and I mean, it took me years to really look at what worked for a relationship for hubby and I and, and not asking him to be my best girlfriend <laughs> was actually the kindest thing I could do. It's really one of the things that creates, I would say, so much with us is I don't ask him to play a role that he has no interest in playing. And that's where a lot of times relationships really... Um, aren't what they could be because one or, or possibly even both partners is asking or 
more like demanding or forcing that partner to play a role that they have no interest in playing. And often in my experience, now you also have to remember, I work with more women than I do men. (laughs) So often what I see is it's the woman demanding the man to be her best friend, to listen when mostly he's really good at fixing, (laughs) to not hold grudges towards people that she's told him how awful they are, uh, to really just play what I call the the friend, uh, the girlfriend role. And it's not wrong. If that works for both people in in the marriage or the relationship, that's not, that's awesome. Go for it. But you really want to be aware of, does it? You know, does it? Or do you, when you share with your partner something and they jump in to fix it and you get annoyed (laughs) or you share something with your partner and they don't jump in and fix it and you get annoyed, you know, what, what role are you asking of them that they're not interested in playing? Or maybe it is something that you just need to ask for and be more clear with what you require from them. You know, there has been times where I did want to share something with hubby and I would just start it off with, hey, I just want to share this with you. I'm not asking you to fix it. I just wonder if you could just be um, just be the space with me while I talk about it and uh, just smile and nod. Or, you know, I, I like I literally will tell him how to uh, interact with me while I'm doing that. Now, I've also found it to be less frustrating if I go to a friend who I'm aware can be that that space for me than go to hubby. But there are times that I have and and finding what works in that relationship. So you don't actually have to fake it. You don't have to sit in and fake a conversation with your with your lover. If really you just want to be in bed getting it on like (laughs) (laughs) So everything that brings up and everywhere you've been faking it and everywhere you've been projecting onto others to fake it, will you destroy and create all that and return it to sender with confidence? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop-up, shorts, boys and beyonds. And it's really that clarity with you, that honesty with you. And when you're looking at what you are faking and what is it that the energy is behind that faking it. Maybe it's just that you've never thought about it. You know, sometimes people just think, oh, well, when they're walking down the street talking to strangers, they have to fake happiness. Like, it's just what you do. When people say, how are you? You say, fine. I mean, you're not going to tell a stranger you're having a shitty day. And and no, probably not that, you know, you want to be in your awareness of what would create more. But there also could be an energy of honoring of you within that. So that, you know, when you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Is there a defense in it? Is there a, I don't want you to see how shitty things are right now. Is there a, a faking it that isn't creating more where maybe even your awareness of it, maybe you say the same words, but your awareness of it in that moment um, is... A total from a totally different space than put on the best face, make sure everybody around me know, thinks I'm happy. Don't ever, don't let anybody see me crumbling. You know, a lot of times, if we have that sort of energy, then we do feel really alone and separate. We do feel really lonely, and that's because of all the walls and and barriers that we've put up between us and others, uh, from that place of maybe just thinking that we have to be seen as happy. And really, it all boils down to that, are you willing to receive everything? 
So when you're walking by somebody on the street and they're like, hey, how are you? And you say, well, today's a shitty day. How are you? Are you willing to receive that judgment? Are you willing to receive, she's not perfect or he's not perfect or they don't have everything together or, oh my gosh, they just said they're not going to take that trip this year because they don't have the money or, you know, whatever it might be. And again, it's not that you have to go out and, and say, we don't have the money, we're not going. I mean, that's not... That's not it either, but it's that willingness to to stop faking it and to be all of you. Because faking it is cutting off you also. So everywhere you've been faking it, so you don't have to be all of you. Will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with confidence? Whew, right, wrong, good, bad, online, podpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because consciousness is receiving everything and judging nothing. So what if you could, what if you could totally receive you no matter what was going on? Like whether you were happy or sad or broke or rich or confident or not confident or having orgasms or not having orgasms. What if you just received you totally? Yeah, can you perceive in that energy all of the barriers that just fall away? Because <laughs> yeah. that's how many barriers we have up, how many walls of separation that we have up, saying that we have to look good, we have to look perfect, our lives have to look great. You know, there's there's a funny thing that gets posted on fa- Facebook every once in a while. Like, I hope your I hope your day is as good as it looks on Facebook or something like that. You know, where basically it's saying, you know, what you're putting on Facebook isn't true. So hopefully it is, or you know, something like that. And and I wonder how many people live from that space of let's just look good on the outside. Everything's crumbling inside, but let's look good on the outside. And, and wow, like really, if, if that resonates at all with you, look at what that is for you. Because there's something, and there's, you know, there's probably a billion things. It's going to be different for each one of us. But, and I mean, my biggest one, my biggest awareness through all of this is just the, I had already decided I was wrong. So pretty much anytime anybody showed me anything different than what I, how I was living, then I was wronger. <laughs> I don't know if you can be wronger, but if I could, I was it. And, and so when I saw somebody show me what, what now I view as a different possibility, you know, now when somebody shows me that, I get so fucking excited because it's like, oh, look at what they're showing me. Look at what a relationship could be like. Now, again, an hour conversation a day with hubby while I'm away, I'm not sure that would ever be it, but there might be an aspect of it or there might be, um, a, you know, a sense of closeness or connection. Now, now, you know, all these years later, I'm, I'm willing to be aware that my, my friend in Wisconsin was an absolute control freak and that conversation wasn't kindness and caring. It was bossing and controlling and demeaning and all of those things too. Um, and that's, you know, ir- irregardless. So you also want to look too, is there when you do see something and you maybe do want to put up your defenses or you do want to uh, fake something, are they inviting you to another possibility? Is it something you could choose? Is it something that lights you up on a certain level that you go, whoa, now that would be cool. And then take from it what you would like. You don't have to take it all, you know, 
let's say she was doing it from a kindness and caring and a nurturing, having that conversation with hubby, you know, there, there would have been definitely at that time and probably even now, uh, a possibility energy that would have invited me into that with hubby. So it wasn't like I need to have the hour conversation, but that, that nurturing and that kindness and that sense of presence that the conversation could have been coming from, that could have been a possibility. Um, and again, a lot of it just going straight into the defense of it and pretending and faking it and never being honest with me that I was even pretending and faking. You know, I I just remember when, when we were at the cabin and after I got off of my, you know, hour long phone call and my mom just looking at me like, what the hell? Because <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd been with hubby for many years by that point even. And she was like, you know, never saw me do that before and never saw me do that since. So... <laughs> Sure, it's just ridiculous, but it's it's a really fun story to look at now and be like, wow, um, really mimicked what my friend chose so that I wasn't wrong in her eyes because I had decided how wrong I was. Yeah, so what bastardization of infinite receiving are you using to create the wrongness of you you are choosing? Everything that is, we destroy and create it all, return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what if you could be you? Like, all the time. Hmm. Everything that brings up will you destroy and create it all? Return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so in looking at how to never have to fake it again, it's really the first step is one, acknowledge when you are faking it. And two, look at what it would be like if you stopped. You know, is there something you're not willing to receive that you could drop your barriers and receive it? Is there uh, something you actually require to change or to add to your life so that you can create that? You know, it, it sounds so simple when I, when I put it out there like that. And it actually is that simple, but it always goes back to that very first step of being honest with you. So one of the things that I love to do because it works and it, it so quick is I will say, hey, sweet body. So in this case, hey, sweet body, let me know when I'm faking it. Now, obviously, I don't need to know when I'm faking an orgasm. That's totally different. But this is a more general, like when I'm faking it with a friend, when I'm faking it with a post on Facebook, when I'm faking it with a, uh, an email. I mean, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. But like, w let me know when I'm faking it so I can know. Because so often we're so barriered up, we're not even aware of when we're doing it. So ask, ask your body to help you. And then it'll show up different for each of us. Usually when I ask my body to assist me with something or to be aware of something like really quickly, it'll just feel like a denseness, like I'll feel really heavy. And then <clears throat> I use those questions from from access that we talk about. What is this? What can I do with it? Can it be changed? If so, how do I change it? And so usually in the what is this, when I ask that my awareness is uh, that, you know, whatever I'd asked about. So in this case, it'd be like, oh, there's a faking. Oh, okay, so I'm faking something here. And then once you have the awareness of what it is, just just be willing to be present with it. I usually use the term look at it, but I don't mean physically look at it. Like, just be willing to be present with it. What is the value? Are you, are you mimicking somebody? If you, if you think it 
it going to take to change it a lot of times this sort of stuff once you're willing to have that awareness you you'll change it just by having the awareness you'll likely never choose it again or if you do it will be very short-lived because you've just become aware of it it's like you know poking you in the eye so you you just it just changes really quickly once you're willing to have the awareness so anything that doesn't allow you to perceive know be and receive when you are faking it in any situation, from all levels, lifetimes, universes, realities, and anywhere I haven't mentioned, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, shorts, boys, meons. And anywhere you've now, from listening to this, bought the lie that faking it is wrong, <laughs> will you destroy, uncreate all that, and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, shorts, boys, meons. Because it's not that it's wrong. It's often we're doing it unconsciously or anti-consciously. And any time that we operate from that energy, that's when we trip ourselves up. That's when we don't actually create more. Yeah, so everything that rings up, will you destroy and create it all, return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so then it just becomes the choice. Once you've had the awareness, you've been present with it, you've maybe destroyed and uncreated or ran some clearings around it, depending on what came up. Then it's about choosing beyond it. And so maybe it is next time you're at coffee with a friend and they're saying how wonderful their life is. You don't put that fake on if that's not where you're at in those 10 seconds. You just be like, wow, that's so great for you. I'm so happy for you. And maybe there would be an element of sharing and being like, wow, you know, normally I'm feeling really great. And today, today's not one of those days. So what else is possible here? And then you can take it into question as long as you're not doing it from, you know, the pity party or the aligning and agreeing or that sort of stuff, that's when you can really start to change and that comes that energy of vulnerability. So everything that brings up, we destroy and create it all, return to sender with consciousness, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pop, pop, shorts, boys and beyonds. All right, we're going to head to break and when we come back, we're going to talk all about orgasms. <laughs> Something I didn't think I'd say on radio. All right, we'll be right back. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G L E N Y C E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes? 
possibilities and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking all about how to never have to fake it again. And this section will all be about orgasms. Uh, that was the, the most asked for thing when I asked about this radio show and what people desired me to talk about. Uh, and, you know, the whole topic is so far in the show has been maybe non-sexual related, uh, but still can, of course, apply too. So, all right, I first want to invite you to some or- awesomeness, awesomeness, I almost said, uh, to coming up around the world, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. I am so excited. Money doesn't give a fuck. And this class, you can join us from your home, or you can come and play in Cork, Ireland, whatever works for you. I did a phenomenal webinar on it. If you didn't get it, um, just send me a, an email on the Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Um, you can either do it on the radio show link, or you could do it on my webpage, or you could, of course, Facebook message me, uh, or email info at glenice.net. It was phenomenal. The questions asked were amazing. And, uh, and a whole two and a half days of this is, wow, I'm so excited. So you can play with us those different ways. Then the weekend after, October 15th, 16th, is exponentializing your capacities with energies in Cork, Ireland again. Then October 22nd, 23rd, in London, England, beyond awesomeness. And if you listen to last week's radio show, you got a taste of what that's going to be like. It truly is going to be beyond awesomeness. I'm so excited. You can actually join that one too online. So you can, you can connect with us from home. And both of those classes have global pricing. So you can join us, um, you know, if you're in some of the countries that are either 65% or 80%, then you pay those rates. Uh, Right, what else do we got? Oh, yes. And then the weekend after London, October 29th and 30th, Beyond Awesomeness in Frankfurt, Germany. Then November 4th with The Foundation in Florida. Then exponentializing your capacities with energies in Florida also, November 12th and 13th. Then off to Calgary, Alberta, November 25th for the foundation. Then off to Victoria, British Columbia, uh, February 24th for the foundation. Then off to Tel Aviv, Israel, March 17th. Uh, This is a one-day class, five steps to increase your money flows. And then on March 18th and 19th is exponentializing your capacities with energies, also in Tel Aviv. Then off to Denver, Colorado, May 24th for bars. And I will be co-facilitating with my two lovely hosts. 
and then off to, um, or I guess the next, it's kind of a five days to change your life with a foundation being uh, starting on May 25th. So how does it get any better than that? And of course, I've got a ton of online stuff, guys. Um, if you're not on my newsletter list, you might want to get on there so that you can hear all about the awesomeness. I've got different online classes pretty much all the time. Some are paid, some are free. How does it get any better? All right, let us talk about orgasms. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, it's, um, there's so much to talk about with orgasms, really. And I know Dane just had a whole day, a whole day class about orgasms, and it wasn't live streamed. So I was not in Sweden for it. I certainly could perceive the energy of how delicious it was. Um, and hopefully he will have it elsewhere too. What would it take? So really with with orgasms and, and specifically in faking it, again, I work with so many women and a lot of times it really boils down to not being willing to be judged. And they might do it from the place of, I don't want to hurt his feelings, or maybe you have a female partner, don't want to hurt her feelings. Uh, but really laying there and pretending <laughs> Isn't that really kind of doing the same thing? <laughs> you know, where where what is it going to take? Like, what is required? I know for myself, when I very first, you know, learned about orgasm and, and all of that, I mean, I was young, I was in my teens, and I went to the library. <laughs> I did. I went to the library to find a book on how to have one because I really knew nothing about it. My My parents weren't... Um, the type of parents who sit you down and have that talk. Uh, and so I went to the library. I think I was 18. I had moved um, moved to Saskatoon, the big city from, I mean, I grew up in a town of population 500. So Saskatoon was a very big city. And a friend and I, uh, she was with a, she was with a boyfriend and he was really uncomfortable that she wasn't having an orgasm. And so kind of in support for her, but also really in curiosity for me, I went with her and we went and found books about it. And I just started to experiment and found, you know, what worked for me. And I don't know, I honestly don't know, unless I would have found somebody who was really aware of that <laughs> then. And, and most boys in their teens um, aren't that aware of women and what is required, uh, that I don't know that I would have been able to achieve an orgasm, you know, with a partner until later on. Cause even then, I mean, I'd had sex by then, but it wasn't, <laughs> there was no, there was no orgasm in it for me. Uh, you know, so then after finding out that information and then sharing that with the next guy that I was with, and we were in a, a more committed relationship, type. I mean, it wasn't like a one night stand and just sharing. And I just really did it from a place of, you know, and he was, you know, he was very new to sex too. So it was, it was easier, I guess I would say in, in that sense, because I could just say, well, you know, here's what the book showed. And, and we just kind of experimented and found a way to work, you know, with each other. And to me, it comes to conversation and that willingness and one thing that I, I think with most of us, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter, is you do want to find a way that you can say it that will create more. So 
you know, I've been with hubby now 20 some years. So if I suddenly went to him and said, well, stop doing this and start doing this, it's possible that his defenses would come up um, and something else would go down. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so... um, you know, the way that I would do it now, if it was required, would be from that place of playfulness of, hey, what if we tried this? Like, you know, I was reading in this book about this, and I saw this on this, or, you know, like where it becomes more of that adventure and experiment together, making sure that there wasn't that energy of wrongness. And so for some of you listening, I know maybe you've never had an orgasm with your partner. So, you know, that might be something you want to be really aware of if you've never had one in the one years or 20 years or 50 years you've been with them, then, you know, you do want to make sure that it's not from that energy of you're doing it wrong. And that because that, that's just going to change everything. So how could you introduce it in a in a more playful way? And I know, one of the questions that I absolutely love, and this really like definitely has created more for hubby and I in regards to copulations and and much yummier orgasms uh, is what energy, space, and consciousness can our bodies and us be to be the sexualness we truly be? Yeah, everything that doesn't allow that we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that's like I say, it's definitely contributed in that way and it's actually contributed in my money flows it's contributed in my business it's contributed in my other relationships like sexualness is is who we be naturally but we often really bastardize it and say okay I can only be that in the bedroom when the lights are off on Friday nights after the wine or you know whatever it might be instead of being that sexualness 24 7 So everywhere that you've shut it off so much and for so long, it feels absolutely impossible. We destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, shorts, boys and beyonds. And I know for myself, the other aspect for me with orgasm is really that level of receiving. Like I used to really have the point of view that I needed to have my orgasm very quickly and it really was never asked of me you know that was never something that was that you know was verbally said to me hubby never projected that onto me that way um but it was it was such a level of not receiving so it was like just get it over get it done quick and then we could go on to his orgasm because that's usually been the way it is. It's been, you know, certainly changing over the last little while, but it was kind of like, okay, we do this and then we do this and then we're done (laughs) kind of energy, which is not all that playful. Can you tell? Uh, And so it was just really like, okay, just go and go, okay, good. I'm done. Okay. Let's carry on and do that. And it's like, what if orgasm isn't the target? Like, what if playing with your body and playing with their body is the target? What if, what if that's something that may or may not occur, not from a place of, of it's right or it's wrong, just from that place of like, hi body, how are you? What happens when I do this? Ooh, what happens when I do this? How many barriers can I drop when he touches me there? How many barriers can I drop when 
he doesn't touch me there. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be where you're just in that space of playfulness. And and yeah, there's sometimes where it's like, yeah, let's let's just hit home base and and woof, yay. Um and and a lot of times it's just about the playfulness. And that is so much more of the sexualness that we truly be. You know, orgasm doesn't need to be that 3 seconds or 30 seconds or 3 minutes, whatever it may be for you. It could be the way you live every day if you're willing to receive everything, if you're willing to judge nothing. Yeah, so everything that brings up, will you destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And sometimes, you know, maybe your partner isn't open to that. Maybe they really would just like to hit home base and go to sleep. And and that's okay. What if then you take that time with you or maybe you don't have a partner what if you just take that time with you and you be playful with your body you know ask it what it would like how much time would it like to play with another body how much time would it like for you to play with it what does play look like in this moment for it not assuming and that's kind of you know when I was talking earlier about the the way hubby and I used to be is like you know did did the body desire it to be, I'm going to say like routine like that. You do this, I do this, there it is, you know, um, like what would your body like? How much fun could it be? How many different ways could it be fun? How many different places could it be fun? Like where, where it just creates more of that spaciousness and, and the yumminess of it. And then bringing that energy into your everyday life and being that energy, you know, there's an exercise that I don't know if I've heard them lately, but every once in a while, Gary and Dane would talk about in class. And I think even, you know, would come up in my foundation classes too, where you just right now bring the energy of orgasm to your body. Even if you've never had one, you you have had one in some lifetime. <laughs> so just, you know, just right now, just right from the tips of your toes, just the energy of the last orgasm that you had and intensify it and intensify it, and intensify it, yeah, yeah, and bringing it all the way up your body, and expanding it out, and what if you be that energy all the time, like what if that's now your natural operating state, is that orgasmic energy, what if it's not about just getting off, like when you get horny, you don't have to just get off, like what if it's using that energy, you know, a lot of times I will bring that orgasmic energy consciously into my body when I'm going to create something like a new program or even come on the radio or start a class. I will consciously bring that energy in because that's not just about getting off. It's creation. It's the energy of creation and it's an expansiveness. And the more that you'll be that energy, the more natural it will be with your partner or even without, you know, maybe you don't have a partner, but maybe having an orgasm isn't something ease for you. You, you probably don't have to fake it for yourself. But <laughs> God. Oh, wow. Anyway, you know, so so it's looking at that. And I know for myself, too, there have been times, you know, years ago where I, I would fake it just because I knew I wasn't going to have an orgasm. It just wasn't whatever <laughs> working out. Um, and it was to avoid really the the embarrassment of saying to him, this isn't working. And when I stopped doing that and I started 
letting him know, like, hey, I'm not sure this is going to work right now, then he would be able to question, okay, well, what do you require? What do you need right now? Because, you know, <laughs> one of his very big targets in life is to make sure that I have that. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And so, you know, when I would pretend and I would fake it, it would just shut him out and it would push up the barriers. And he knows, like, he knows I can't actually fake it with him. He knows, but he will you know, he did for a long time, just allow me to to do that until I started being willing to drop the barriers and say, hey, this isn't working. And not from a place of you're doing it wrong, but this isn't working. And then it created that space of play, that space of possibility. And then, you know, whatever, maybe 50% of the time, I was able to have an orgasm after that. And if I wasn't, there wasn't that sense of separation, because we were in it together, so to speak. And and it wasn't about being right or wrong. So everything that brings up and everywhere you've made orgasm right or wrong, or your partner right or wrong, or you right or wrong, we just destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, butt box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So how to never have to fake it again. One, acknowledge when you are faking it. Two, look at what the value is of that for you. What What is it giving you right then and there in that moment? Three, drop the barriers. Be willing to ask for what you require and be willing to do it from no barriers. So when we ask for what we require from no barriers, then their defenses won't come up. So it just becomes a space of playfulness and possibility instead. And and four, I think we're at, <laughs> be willing to play, be willing to have fun. And this goes whether it's about orgasm or money or happiness or whatever it might be. Just be willing to try different things. You know, it's it's looking at what works for you. But a lot of times the only way to know what works for you is to try billions of different things so you know what works for you. Yeah, so everything that is, we destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness, right, wrong, good, bad, online, box, shorts, boys, beyonds, and what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be to be the sexualness you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, we destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, online, box, shorts, boys, beyonds. We are at the end of the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening in, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Mm-hmm.